And here we are with Finley Wood. Finn, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super glad to be here with you. Um, hopefully I sound a little better than the last episode I did, which was yesterday with Roberto. I had a little bit of a cold, but um, slept a lot last night. But I'm really curious to see how well you've been sleeping recently, knowing that you're going to go back to Wales for good yeah. in four days. How's mm -hmm. that? Yeah, uh, mate. Um, surreal, a little bit. Um, six years out here, so... It doesn't seem right, and I feel like a lot of people in my situation would be like, oh, why, are you, why are you switching it up? <laughs> <laughs> for the weather and all those kinds yeah. of things, but yeah, no, it's the right thing to do. I've been out here for too long now. Yeah. Sure. No, yeah, I, I remember about a month ago we were talking about, you kind of told me all the, the factors you were weighing in mm -hmm. in this decision. Was it always the plan to go back home after your schooling? Obviously, at first, you probably thought you were only going to get your bachelor's, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, not not at all. I came out here, I think if you spoke to me first year or second year, I'd probably be like, oh, I'm staying out here, I'm going to get a visa, Just I'll just get a visa yeah. and um, stay out here, hopefully play pro. And But and not not that, uh, you know, to any other international, not that that isn't attainable, but tour the ACL and um, was able to get an extra year of school and then co-live and uh, decided to do the Masters and just thought, Probably around that time, maybe two years ago, I was thinking, hmm, maybe, you know, realistically, it was mainly just family. You know, I'm really privileged to have a close family. I yeah. just thought to myself, you know, you, you get those, like, it kind of hits you. It's like, oh, wow, if I stay out here, and my mum and dad, you know, if I have a, a family of my own, they're not going to be involved and things like that. And, um, yeah, that, that's probably the main, the main reason. But if you spoke to me four years ago, mm -hmm. I'd probably be absolutely hysterically telling you I'm staying out here. Really? I'm live in. Los Angeles, yeah. <laughs> next to next to my future teammate Herminio Padilla. <laughs> no way, can't be too close to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I mean, recently I was at a little bit of a crossroads, um, kind of just from this summer, and I was thinking, should I stay in San Jose for the rest of the summer until my lease ends, or should mm -hmm. I just go back home already? But obviously, that's only a decision within five and a half hour drive, mm -hmm. and your decision is a lot bigger. So. Yeah. But when did you confirm this decision? Um, uh, well, obviously, I, I decided to stay and do my master's, did interdisciplinary studies, which was uh, aligned best with mine. Most master's are two to three years, and this was like a year and a half. It's, it should be two, mm -hmm. but, and I'm by no means academic. Like, I, I'll work hard, but I'm not naturally smart. And um, I... Uh, just decided, okay, well, I can do this in a year and a half and give football like my, my best shot. Um, by this time, I'd, I'd probably be in a pro was out the window. Mm -hmm. um, just mainly to give, to give, I wanted to win something with San Jose more so than anything. Um, so I just thought to myself, well, I can play like another year and, you know, luckily, like on a really good scholarship and get a master's potentially if all things go well uh -huh. so uh, and uh, I'd say that then so what's that like two years ago when I was going into my last undergrad year I thought to myself what do I want to do that that was the decision where I was like well if I stay on for a master's I know I'm going to go home because yeah. at, at that time I thought to myself I could see myself going home then and not doing a master's yeah um, but you know lo and behold didn't want to give up the California sun too too quick yeah well you mentioned going pro was thrown out the window but you're already a pro before coming here, I would say. I mean, you played with a professional team. Yeah. You played in the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, officially, 
I didn't sign a contract. Yeah, um, or else you wouldn't have been allowed to play here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's facts. <laughs> it's facts. Um, officially, yeah, I didn't sign a contract, but um, I was, uh, <laughs> I was, um, yeah, I was blessed. I, I was at Newport County, which is, I, I live in Newport, Wales, and um, yeah, they're a team in League Two. And when I was in the academy there, uh, first year of getting into that academy at like 14 or 15, I'd just been released from Cardiff City Academy, which were a Prem Academy at the time. But I wasn't, I wasn't good enough to be in that team. Um, maybe, maybe an argument for like football ability, maybe, but mentally, like maturity-wise, I, I was not ready. I was also bullied in that Cardiff City team. Um, so most of the time, I just wanted to leave when I was going there. There's only a couple of, of players there that I really liked, and I'm still friends with today. Mm-hmm. But when I went into Newport, yeah, they're a team in League Two. Uh, in the English football uh, tier system, and stayed there until until I was eighteen, and luckily had a whole season playing with the pro team. Um, made like ten appearances, I think, or eight appearances. Yeah. But the big one that you're referring to, yeah, I played in the FA Cup first round officially uh-huh. uh, in front of like eight thousand people, which mm-hmm. was awesome. And it was on like uh, we we have BT Sport back home, but it's like a Fox Sports here yeah. or, or whatever, yeah. CBS. Mm. And then the last FA Cup was against Plymouth. Yeah, Plymouth Argyle. Yeah, Plymouth Argyle. Yeah, um, they were they're actually a team in the league, but we're at completely different ends of the table. Uh-huh. Like, we were we were fighting relegation. Uh, maybe why I was playing. <laughs> well, you got the start right. <laughs> yeah, I got the start. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, the game was on a game was on Friday or Saturday, and uh, this is like I never thought I would be playing. By the way, like I was just really happy to be in and around the first team, learning off like some of these amazing players that are even like in League Two. To be fair, or just like really experienced players. Yeah. Because I did think you know I'd be lying to you if I said I did think I was going to get a pro there because I was training with them every day and playing, and I'd made a handful of appearances from the bench so far. And the game was on like a Friday or a Saturday, and um, I remember training Tuesday or Wednesday, and you know when you're in the team, you know what I mean, like in those training games. And um, they were rotating me and this really great winger called Jordan Green from uh, Bournemouth. He was young at the time as well, but he was like, in terms of playing wing, he was so much better than me, like quicker, stronger, like had more experience, a little uh-huh. bit older. Um, but they were rotating us a lot, and I was thinking to myself, well, the only thing I was thinking of is I might get like 10 or 15 minutes here at the end of the game, potentially, if like the game's done, or if they just want fresh legs, or a big push, they might put me on, or something like that. And um, I'll never forget walking into the meeting room Thursday, before training, and it just said like, wood on the board, and I was thinking to myself, had like pros like tapping me, because they knew it was a big deal, Yeah. and I just didn't even, it didn't even hit me, man. so just text my dad straight away, like, oh, Get your tickets, like yeah. I'm playing tonight. Well, that didn't game that game didn't go too bad. I mean, it was just yeah. a one-zero loss, no? One-zero, mate, and yeah, one-zero. It, it was a close game. And, uh, I mean, it's completely different now with the club I was at, but Newport at the time, there's no money in the field we'd play on. Was like a beach, so it was almost like a leveler. But the standard and like yeah, uh, the standard of football played effect for either side. Like it was just Route One physical football, which isn't me either. So uh-huh. I don't know why I played, but. Well, the winner would go on to play Liverpool at Anfield, right? At Anfield, yeah. And Klopp was coaching there. It was, yeah. Was it Klopp? Yeah. yeah he okay. was already there. Okay, yeah, Klopp. Yeah. Wow. Were you thinking we, we yeah. could play Liverpool? You're getting me my feels now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, well, the manager at the time pulled me in. Um, and he's a bit of an odd character, I'm not going to lie. And he's been successful in some ways. And 
not too successful. That's that's management, I guess. I don't know if he manages anymore, but he was always pretty good to me. To be fair, he was. He, I mean, he gave me my debut. I owe a lot to him, and um, kept me in the team, gave me a chance, and he pulled me in one day and just said, uh, "You start this game." Um, not one day, that day before the, the Plymouth game. He said, you're going to start, and if we win, you'll play against Liverpool. Um, which I was just there, like, all I like, you know. And he gave me some, like, tactical speak after, but I was just thinking, oh, God, James Norman right back. <laughs> Nathaniel Klein. <laughs> Couldn't think of it. <laughs> you thought you were going to, you thought you were going to meg him the way that, uh, that Messi megged James Milner, huh? Goodness me. It just doesn't, like, again, like, I, I remember telling my friends that as well, like, if anybody knows me, like, no, really knows me well, like, I, I'm quite, I'd like to say I'm quite a uh, r real person, like, I know, I'd, if we were at Anfield, like, there's no way I should be on that field. <laughs> there's no way. There's just no way. I, I probably would have just been going for a run, probably didn't even touch the ball. But, um, yeah, so he, he said that, so, but unfortunately, yeah, we did lose in extra, it went to extra time. Um, I played about 68, 70 minutes. And that was awesome. That's a core memory for me. Yeah. Like uh, something I'll never forget. Walking out of that tunnel, like I felt like I was at the Bernabeu. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the atmosphere was nuts. And to know that all of my close family and friends were there and like my immediate family, like my mum and dad hadn't seen me play for maybe like four or five years just because they just got fed up with like football politics, you know what I mean? Like they just they just mm -hmm. let me get to it and I just got home and talked to them about it. But um, yeah, just knowing like they were there and like, yeah, mate, it was it was unbelievable. What a day, what a day. We lost and I was buzzing after it. Yeah. It sounds really bad to say, like we just lost and everyone's no, yeah, together. Because it comes into it as well, like some of these people weren't on great wages. So if we'd won, we would've got a bit of a bonus. And yeah. then like Anfield away, if we'd won, we would've not just a bit of a bonus, we would've got an, Know, like an astronomical bonus and yeah. for these people it's like you know that's that's uh that's life like they uh -huh. need these bonuses so people were like down and i was like down because obviously i wanted to play at anfield but i was never thinking about that i was just thinking to myself oh god i'm playing in front of like eight thousand people and like i went up to my parents after and i was like that was unbelievable yeah 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 well that was in december of 2016. yeah and uh before we get into what happens in 2017 where your life just changes right yeah 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 well uh i got this that i want to clarify that this is not alcohol <laughs> this is not a michelada it's a tamarindo drink from con azúcar you've got what a white mocha yeah white mocha decaf though decaf getting off getting off caffeine uh-huh yeah it doesn't mix well with me <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna let you pick your coaster for today what do you think best suits you okay let's see let me see uh best suits me well, best suits me, we're gonna have to throw, where is it? R9 out the window straight away. There's only really like two or three types of <laughs> vibes there, huh? It's yeah. like Mexican or Brazilian. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go, we'll represent, we'll represent. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we'll, we'll represent. Is it, is it the captain, the captain in you? No, it's the fact that I'll probably never be around Mexican culture again back in my place. <laughs> no chance? <laughs> no chance. No, well, I think the captain part suits you well. I'll oh, pick mine. Yeah, did you have these leadership skills when you were at Newport and Cardiff? Um, definitely not Cardiff. Um, at Cardiff, I, I was too scared to try to try things. I I would say um, the leadership qualities that I would say you know I, I do have. I, I admit I, I I do think I lead pretty well and I led well. Yeah. This last semester, this last season for San Jose, but um, I don't think they came from. I, I've never been a 
I've been a captain for a small period back home, but I think they, they more so come from like uh, how I was raised, standards, and then just like myself, like, you know, I don't want to be one of the mid-pack or last-pack in fitness, for an example. Like, I would work really hard because I want to be one of the front runners, just for myself, really. Yeah. Also, it looks good for coaches, but just I just want to push myself that much. And I think uh, translating that to being a captain here at San Jose, not only do I have like, that knowledge and that understanding to help young lads, but again, even like some of the older lads that might have a bad day some days, they've got loads of stuff they're thinking about that's stressing them out. Um, they get into training and see, you know, the oldest guy there by a mile, the oldest guy, you know, still putting in work and still, you know, look standards. And, and then it's also like, I, you know, I know these standards will stay with me outside of soccer. So they were really important to me. And all of a sudden I just kind of mm -hmm. fell into a captain's role. So, which is cool. I really enjoyed it. To be mm -hmm. fair, I did enjoy wearing an armband. Yeah. Yeah. When did you get the armband at San Jose Was it? Um, yeah, spring, last spring, I think. Yeah. Last spring, yeah. Because Mac, Max, obviously, Max Allen had it before me, and Casper's had it for a couple of years now. Um, Shout out to Max and Casper. Yeah, legends. All right, Maxie, that. <laughs> <laughs> you think he'll be watching this? Uh, yeah, because I'm going to say it to him. What do, you think, <laughs> what do you think he's doing right now in Liverpool? Living his best life, mate. Gotta go see him. Gotta yeah. go see him. Yeah, gotta see my boy. Legend. But he had the captain's armband before me. and um, it, To be fair, like we're, we're the same age. He's, he's a year older than me, but uh -huh. the same age in, in college. And he was really uh, not so great in school. Got it done. I think I helped him one or two many times. But seeing somebody around my age be so mature and lead on the field really helped me. I didn't. I didn't know how to do that. You know, uh, for the past few years, I've just been focusing on myself. Because, like I said in Cardiff, I was bullied a bit, and also probably not not mentally ready to be like you know start to really focus on soccer. I was only fourteen, so um, seeing that from like Max and then Casper even. You know, yeah, taking a lot from them, and hopefully, again, more importantly, their skills I can take going into life, even outside of soccer. Yeah, yeah, it's a good different styles of leadership, huh? Yeah, Casper and Max. Totally, Casper's a mute, doesn't speak. Yeah, you know? like he, but he, but he gets it done. But he speaks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, the guy's a wall, and if he's saying something to you, yeah, you know, he's yeah, oh, I better listen. You know, yeah. and 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 when I say he speaks, like he, has I've ever seen Casper? I would probably. Have like a really bad game, probably not. Rare. Might have uh, like, I mean, I can't think of a bad game. Yeah, he might have like okay games, and then like games from like, like he was yeah. forced to make like a yeah. little Danish VVD, you know what I mean? Holds it down. Yeah, but then, and then, you know, and then Max was very vocal, and he was good on and off, like on the field, and he would speak to people and, and set examples. So, and, and that's the, you know, that's the thing. There's no right way to be a leader, but there's certain qualities I think you need to have yeah, but it's just how you deliver them. Everyone's different. So. Main thing you got to be able to lead. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, and you've got to be British. I think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you and Max started here together. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, twenty, what twenty seventeen is our first year. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get into how you signed here with San Jose State, but a little bit before that. Yeah. In I think May, or at least that's when, that's when Newport County announced it. Yeah. May at least list. May of two thousand seventeen. <laughs> It's announced that you released from yep. the club. Mm. What was that like? Well, I mean, that list comes out for the fans like I'm um, probably a month or two. Excuse me. After players now. Yeah. And even then, because we were in such a um, relegation fight, um, they were they were really like the manager at the time. They had, so the manager that really liked me and gave me my debut lost his job, um, which was just the right decision for sure. Um, 
results had gone up against that way. And then they gave the academy manager at the time, who was, you know, who, who knew me quite well, um, the job. And he went on later years to be really successful with the team. But um, because we were so uh, enwrapped in like a, a relegation battle, all these talks with players, especially young players on their future, just kind of put to the side. And that's, that's totally understandable because we were focused on trying to stay up. And it went down to uh, the last day. And it's quite a historic, famous story, actually. Um, we were like 2 0 down on the last game of the season and 2 uh, 2. And then in like the about five, 95th minute, ball into the box and a volley from our centre back like that keeps us up in the division. Which is like people don't understand, but in for a club like Newport County who have been you know haven't been in the um in the football league for a while at that point. They've been trying to, it's really difficult. If you get relegated like that that could be like the catalyst to staying in those lower divisions for you know a decade even. Mm -hmm. You know, so the fact we stayed up and yeah it's brilliant. But then we got told really late is what I'm getting to. Um got told in like beginning of May and then those release lists come out in like the end but I got told at beginning of May uh, that there's nothing there for me and um, I would have played for free if I'm honest at the time but obviously I didn't say that because I'm thinking okay I should probably assess my situation yeah yeah unfortunate really really mm -hmm. tough to take because um, I would have taken a pro 100% if somebody gave me it there at that club because that's also my boyhood club really like my town yeah where I'm from that's, that's the club so how much did you know about college soccer then a little right. bit, a little yeah. bit. My brother, my brother, um, who's two years older than me, he was playing D2 in Ohio at Tiffin University. Um, so he'd been out there for about two years before, like uh, two years as I was getting released. So I knew, I knew a decent amount, but obviously in America, which is what a lot of Brits don't understand, I guess, or internationals, wherever, wherever you're at, um, it's absolutely huge. And like every state can almost be like a different country. Um, so Division 2 in Ohio looks massively different to even like Division 2 in California, let alone Division 1 in Silicon Valley, San Jose State, you know. So I had some uh, knowledge and assumptions of the process, but in terms of like when you get there, my brother was obviously, we're really close best friends, and he was saying to me, look, like, it's going to be way different to what I've been talking to you about like, for like the last two years, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit, but. Yeah, and how did those talks start with? So was this Were they with Simon? Coach Simon? <laughs> yeah, Simon. So I went to the exit trials, and because I was I was really open to going to America. What are the exit trials? Exit trials are where for um, academy players back home. So you're in an academy, uh, at a club until 16, and then at 16, decision be, is made on that like U16 uh, team uh, as to whether who gets a, a YTS or a scholarship is what it's called. YTS is a youth youth uh, team something okay it's called a scholarship it used to be called yts a scholarship is just a two-year contract it's like an it's like u21s you know what i mean a little bit mm -hmm. um, but you get paid you do like a bit of an education as well get some sort of qualification and um after the two years is when that's like the direct feed the first team manager will decide from that scholarship team of like maybe 16 players um in total uh who, who if any he wants to sign uh, as a pro so um yeah, in terms of America, when you when you get released, if you don't get a, a pro, uh -huh. you get released, and then there's a, an exit trial, which is anybody who's released from any team in England, Wales, uh, England or Wales, I guess, yeah, can go and do like a showcase game, um, and you can like tick boxes as to what you're uh, interested in, and on the side, like there's a bunch of scouts from the rest of you know the country, England, Wales. Just in case there's any like diamonds in the rough that go missing is what it's for. 
it doesn't it's not uh, super successful I guess because a lot of players that are good won't make it because coaches in the back of their head will be thinking well I'm just looking for a right back today and somebody like a striker might score like a hat trick and be amazing that game or a centre mid might look amazing as well but um they're not looking for a centre mid or a striker they're just looking for a right back so they won't they won't pull anyone away from there but I was at that game and Simon was at that game yeah. uh, he was He's, there yeah he was okay. there so I, sp I spoke to him after yeah I was wondering if maybe it was like an agency was there and then no I was so with it was straight Simon was there yeah I was with an agency and they they helped they helped me go through it they're usually the in-between but because I was already very knowledgeable on it all and uh, pretty lucky that my brother had been through the situation and that I was close to being a pro so I had a little bit of like a I don't want to say reputation because it's not like I was like some mm -hmm. prime Iniesta back home but you had a resume but I had a bit of a resume so Simon saw it and he saw me in the game and I did play well to be fair and he spoke to my dad straight away and sent me an email like maybe a couple of days after all right so my goal with this podcast <laughs> the structure i want is free flow no cuts but the only camera i have has a limit so we're back from a little low break low budget <laughs> yeah 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 low budget yeah huh? low budget we're struggling now <laughs> so simon sends you an email yeah he sent me an email um uh probably a week after the exit trials that I'm talking about and basically offered me a really, really, like, really great opportunity to come out to San Jose and play. Um, and that and that was it, really. I didn't even look up San Jose on Google or anything. Did you know Silicon Valley? No, I didn't, no, I didn't know what Silicon Valley was. An hour from San Francisco. I thought, I did, actually, this is, yeah, I looked at Google Maps on my phone and um, saw... LA and thought bloody hell that's like a hour drive <laughs> <laughs> I was like whoa telling all my boys yeah well San Jose is like an hour away yeah. from LA so <laughs> and then what 10 minutes from San Francisco yeah little 20 minute <laughs> might be able to run it <laughs> San Jose and then that's right, the fitness right above it is San Francisco. that's the fitness in preseason you're gonna run uh -huh. to SA I'm back <laughs> <laughs> or Twin Lakes mm. same thing huh basically same thing basically yeah <laughs> So then when did you agree to, maybe, when did you sign? Maybe, I didn't sign any, he, usually he does, um, internet, I didn't sign anything, usually he comes over, like it's it's usually a much longer process, yeah. but like I said, maybe it, it was really late in the game in terms of letting us know, us youth players know whether we've got a pro or not, so let alone college recruitment, it was really late in the game, so Simon just sent me. Um, like I said, a really great opportunity and offer over email. And I just like looked at it, spoke to my parents about it. My brother was super supportive. He was like, oh, mate, get out there. But he was in Ohio. So I think if you'd yeah. given him the offer, he would have just <laughs> taken it straight away. But um, yeah, mate, uh, as soon as he sent it to me, probably at the end of that week, I just said, oh, yeah, I'm in. And then I had to go through a whole horrible process that any international probably knows. Just getting your visa for, okay. for America. Uh -huh. It's really uh, taxing and tough. How much does having signed for a for a school here help yeah well you, you need you need to have signed for a school to get like your student documents to then apply and get a student visa but um that whole process is not just like i said like a one sentence thing like that's probably like some people take like six months to get all that done i had like a month <laughs> well i had like a month and a half because mm -hmm. this is like the end of may now and simon wanted me out here beginning of beginning of august and uh yeah Ended up coming out like 15th of August. No, like 10th of August. That's like right on the... That's like first game of preseason. So I missed all of preseason. Oh, yeah, because... Yeah. 
because we started college soccer the same year, you and I. Uh, did we? Yeah, 2017. That's when I was at Cal State Fullerton. Because we both have... We're not the same age, though. Are yeah, we? Well, I'm a, no, I'm a December 98, but I went oh, to okay. school... Oh, we, okay. We're, we're the same academic age we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to school with, like, with the 99s. Yeah, yeah. Same same school year. Um, yeah, because I remember, for some reason, I remember that the preseason was the same as this year, August 8th. So then, yeah, yeah you missed... You missed. I missed, actually, it was... In, in that year, it was, like, they started like the first of august so i i missed like and then when i got here i had to wait like a week for compliance stuff to go through so i was just watching training every day me and max and um yeah and then we didn't train once and then as soon as we were cleared so that was like the thursday friday we were playing santa clara at home in our first um friendly like exhibition didn't count mm -hmm. and we just we played like 45 minutes because we were going to the gym and running every single day because all the boys were running and stuff. We just went, we weren't touching a ball in small side of games and stuff. Yeah. We're just doing passing and things. But uh -huh. yeah, I played Santa Clara, got the assist. Probably my first and last assist for San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> and how was it those first few weeks or months? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Any international that's going out, your freshman year is the best year by a mile. You might feel stressed, trust me don't get stressed over school <laughs> it's the easiest year and you just meet like especially san jose right i'm super lucky san jose as i'm sure you can attest to as well like campus is so like if you're living on campus which we were we we're in the dorms mate we we're just meeting somebody new every single day new groups of people me in the first years you know not just max we had like danny nick um Calais, shout out Calais, my Hawaiian brother, and Austin, who says he's he says he's Hawaiian, but he's not. Um, <laughs> um, mate, we we were just honestly, it was unbelievable that first year, homesick but unbelievable. So that transition into into football and things like that, it was seamless. School was tough, but like I'm said, like in hindsight, it's the easiest year. Haven't just done a masters, it's the easiest yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought that was cool how. You and I both spent six years. We had our senior <laughs> night together. Yeah, that but was we awesome. had like such a different arrival to that senior night. Yeah, and that's one of the best things about college soccer. It's not amazing, and there's definitely some downfalls about it. But one of the best things is like, so many unique stories in and around it. Uh -huh. Yeah. So how were your first? How was your first season as a freshman? Pretty good. Pretty good. I was again a little bit immature, not in a sense of how I was acting, just on the field immature. I I, I would. Uh, get panicky when I was on the ball at times, things like that. Whereas, like compared to my the senior year, we just played. Like I felt like I had a lot of time, even if somebody's right on me. I think that just comes with playing yeah. games and growing up a bit. But um, unless you're a baller, <laughs> which which you know, I didn't think I was at that time. I was just buzzing to be playing. Because mm -hmm. nah, it's basically pro, is it not? Like if you don't make it, but then you go and play D1 somewhere. You train in Monday to Friday every single day. You have a preseason. You have a, two games a week. You know I mean? Yeah, you know what I was thinking about recently is like college soccer can even more than like maybe a USL team or an MLS team in terms of it can, can it can kind of be related more to a team similar to like Newport in a way because it's people that live here yeah. that you're going through the same like day to day thing. So like if your classmate is going to your game who's not on the team but coming to watch like you spent the same like morning routine going oh, to man. class doing homework and then you get to play in front of them so it's really similar one, one, to 100 100 and i mean like uh 
uh, I've, I've got a, a few friends who, you know, did play pro back home for a six month period and now they're not a pro, you know, um, and they're going to, they, you know, ballers, don't get me wrong, really good players. But as we all know, in the world of soccer, it's very opinionated and that opinion can really differ, really differ person to person on a player. So, you know, you sign a six month contract and that manager gets sacked. Someone else comes in, really don't rate you and that's it done you're not a pro anymore yeah whereas here yeah you might not play like first year but as you get into your second and as you get into your third you start picking up more minutes and then you're a senior and you're probably a starter for most of the season yeah you know luckily i was a, like going back to your original question how was that first season luckily i was a starter straight away a bunch of our a bunch of my year group was though we had a massive class my first class i didn't obviously graduate with because i did a master's but yeah. um I think there was like 10 of us and six of us were starters straight away. And then maybe two others were sub players. You know, they'd come on and get minutes and come off. So um, that first year was unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. I think I started every game besides one or two. And we made a really great run into the into the WAC final and lost to a really good Seattle team in the final. Um, they were better than us. We, we, we definitely got lucky. That semifinal, we played Air Force, who were like 17th in the nation at the time and we beat them but they were all over us all game who hosted those playoffs UNLV so I've never been to Vegas like I'm literally from Newport mate. <laughs> nowhere and um, all of a sudden I'm going to like Seattle um, Vegas you know and traveling around Texas just looking around and we get to the final um, like and we stayed in uh, a really great uh, hotel in UNLV as well and like we were there for like maybe seven or eight days because we made it to the final it's just memories you're just never going to forget it was incredible just with the boys just yeah. chilling and play the round of 16 scored a really great goal uh that's the only goal i scored that season yeah. and um yeah just incredible mate incredible first year incredible yeah and how is it going back home for the winter break right after that after your first spell cool it was cool um it, it came at the right time in a weird way, which I don't think I've, I've felt that way ever since I've wanted to go home. Um, but that first year, it just went in the blink of an eye. Again, I was really lucky that obviously Coach Simon wanted to play me or thought I was good enough to play and feature a lot. So time passed really quickly and I was having a great time. But when I was home, it was good. I was speaking to a, you know, speaking to a lot of the boys. Everybody wants to know, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, what's what's California like and what's... And again, it's a bit like if I speak to the, my American friends out here about Wales, England, it's hard to, you know, you understand, but it's hard to picture because you've never been. And it's exactly the same speaking to my friends back home about how amazing California is and how different things are. And the standard of football is, is really great and just made this run in the, in the championship and blah, 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 blah. They're hearing me and they're getting buzzed. But if they were here, I know they would, they would be absolutely buzzing mm -hmm. off it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure when you were there, you're like, I'm so excited to go back. Yeah, oh man, I couldn't wait. Yeah. Could not wait. And again, that's something that didn't always stay. Like when I was going, like these last maybe two years, uh, since I made the decision or knew in the back of my mind, uh, I want to go home at the end of my my uh, collegiate career or just academic career. I want to go home. I would be home and I'd be thinking, oh, I've only got a week left here and I've got to go back to San Jose. Not that this place is bad, yeah. just mentally I was ready to stay yeah, home. Yeah, but it's like, oh. The only reason I'm going is just to finish a few Yeah, finish school, then. finish, especially this last, this semester. It's been tough. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been needed because, you know, um, we soccer players really identify with the sport. But when it's taken away, 
then uh, there's nothing really there. And you need to do a lot of growing, a lot of learning, which I was lucky to to do in in a few instances over these six years at San Jose. But mm-hmm. yeah, this semester was tough. Yeah, we'll get into the semester in a bit, especially your project. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I really want to hear about it. But talking about how you and I both had six years in college soccer, they're different. Well, they're one of those. You're supposed to only have four years. Yeah. <laughs> we both got an extra one because of COVID. Yep. So that's how we got to five. We got to six in a different way. My freshman year, I had to redshirt. The coaches redshirted me because I wasn't at the level. You redshirted what year? Freshman year, yeah, in that spring. Uh-huh. So played all this fall and then in the spring. I didn't I didn't redshirt my freshman year Yeah, because you couldn't, but the injury happened. Yeah. So, so yours was different sophomore, because it was sophomore, a, yeah. a medical redshirt. Yeah. So how'd that happen? It's hor- it was horrible. I'm not going to lie to you. I I was really really lucky um playing all this football from like the age of 13, like high standards, demanding, like you're getting coached, it's no longer just like kids like running around and you you want to win, like you you getting you're learning position specific stuff from top level coaches or top top level coaches, but you are, right? Yeah. From 13 onwards. I never had like a really bad injury, um, growing pains and all that stuff for sure. And then spring, we talk about actually going home for Christmas. There was this player called Partida, and um, he's the f- he was the fittest on the team by a mile, by a mile. And I, like I said, I pride myself in being fit. And um, I, can't, I, wor- I didn't really even, I think maybe I celebrate, obviously I celebrate. I'm not saying I was like, now, like Pep in yeah. Man City doesn't let his players eat like a mince pie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, they let them have like one mince pie. I saw Carl Walker talking about it once. Okay. Obviously, I wasn't like that, but I maybe had that week for Christmas. And then after that, I was like, right, I got three weeks left. I'm going to back to San Jose. I'm going to win the fitness tests. And um, I did by like a minute or two. You got, you know, we, we did the uh, the same test where the Cooper. The Cooper? Yeah. And I, can't, I you basically have to run eight laps of, of a track in 11 it was 11.45 then. It was nicer. Not 11.30. 11.45 yeah. or less. Well, the usual Cooper's at 12. Yeah. Usual, usual Cooper's 12. He wanted us to do it in 11.45 at that time. Now it's 11.30, but he lets you go. Do you know what I mean? But I think I ran it in 10, 10.30 maybe. I had like a minute off it. Uh-huh. Minute, you know, minute 15. And I was buzzing. And that was when uh, like the first week or first two weeks of spring, it's just fitness. And then even fitness with a ball but it's still fitness. After you just did fitness without yeah. the ball. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> um, and then it was May, It was literally the first week that we had, we were going to do small side of games and stuff. Um, we went onto the main field and it's just non-contact. Just did like a little step over around somebody and I just planted my leg and felt three cracks there and then. Leg goes numb. And I just drop and I'm rolling, screaming. Like I did, This isn't one of those stories where it's like, oh yeah, just... You know, heard a pop and then heard a pop, and I was like, "Well, what's going on?" No, like I was screaming, <laughs> um, rolling around. But then I'd say 15 minutes passed, and the physio at the time, Ethan, carries me off, and I was walking. Then I was walking. I just couldn't straighten my leg. Obviously, yeah. I had torn my ACL. Um, but when I say lucky, lucky in the sense I didn't tear anything else, because it was one of those where it could have been. The the doc was telling me like the way you planted it, could, you could have done a full sweep, and then that's not a conversation of. Um, you know, nine to twelve months, and you'll be back. It's like okay, like you might come back, but you to the point where you probably won't be the same. Yeah. 
you might have to have a conversation with yourself like do you want to keep playing you know if you do your whole knee like uh -huh. that's that's life-changing um but um yeah acl done so pretty tough to take at the time again 18 so nine, 19 in uh -huh. in like it was like a week before my 19th birthday so yeah so then you stay the rest of the spring i stayed here i stayed the full year i stayed the full year and just recovered um me and my family aren't blessed for money so to like uh, the flights international like that's so expensive so um i just stayed the full year and got like rehab all year but i didn't start cooking a ball until like the end of summer so then like all summer you're here alone just doing rehab basically yeah or was max still here no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. that guy was gone before they would like tell him okay you can go he was gone five minutes before that like yeah he, he was probably already home when when uh when last some, practice captain said Spart yeah spartan's on three and he was off huh? yeah he wasn't even there <laughs> <laughs> no uh no he wasn't there um couple of couple of the boys were there at the time i stayed with um in a golf house uh really nice house but just did me a favor because I was obviously still on campus living. So I needed a place yeah. for the summer at least. Um, and yeah, I wasn't super close with them. Close with one of them, he was he was British. But um, yeah, pre pretty much on my own. Mm -hmm. um, had some support from, from certain people that I'll always hold really close to me and be really grateful for. But not too close to those people right now, which is just totally normal. That's life. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was really defining for me, but needed it kind of brought me back down. I all of a sudden didn't think, again, this is like that identity crisis where it's every person who's in and around pro soccer or top level soccer think, I'm going to be a pro. I'm good enough. I'm going to be a pro. Uh -huh. The injury, um, thankfully, kind of made me realize, okay, I might, I might, you know, to some people, I might be good enough, but it probably won't happen. <laughs> and that's totally fine by me now but then i had to come to terms with it and and be okay with it uh -huh. so does that mean that your freshman year were you thinking i want to go play pro and i want to play here in the u.s yeah yeah right? oh yeah yeah i wanted to play out here uh -huh. that was part of coming out that and the degree, and the degree honestly were the yeah. main things yeah. and it's also not like that went away right when you got hurt not right? at all that's not what i'm saying at all i just mean yeah. like the goal was always, always to play pro but then it was you know in the back of my mind i i was okay with failing or not playing pro, you know. I yeah. wouldn't class it as a failure yeah, because, no yeah. But um, I was okay with it. But that took time, is what I'm saying. Like it took time for me mentally and mindfully to be okay with not being a pro. That doesn't define me, you know what I mean? I think that's mm -hmm. a really um, important lesson that a lot of kids, especially out here, if I'm honest, don't get. Don't get the amount of seven-year-olds I see that are like, oh yeah, I'm going pro, Finn. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I hope you do, but yeah. somebody needs to be telling them like that's not all you can do. Like you, you can yeah. you can even play semi pro and get a job and do different things. You don't have to be MLS or nothing, you know. So yeah, so that took time. How long did it take for you to play again? Did you play in the fall? No, no, in the spring. I mean, play in the a spring. year later. Yeah, it was about a year, thirteen months. Thirteen months. Yeah, I was so stiff, <laughs> so Dude, I mean, bad. When I, I was so bad, man, yeah. so bad. When I sprained my MCL. At a grade two, mm. I mean, confidence was low and I felt stiff. So I can't imagine 13 months yeah. on, a full, on a full tear. No, forget the first session back. I was like a walking trampoline. <laughs> Balls getting fired into me. They're just coming <laughs> back at you twice as hard and quick. <laughs> really bad. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, it took me It took me until the next fall. 
So not that year that I tore, and mm -hmm. then I came back in the spring, that fall there to feel, okay, I feel like myself again. But I, I was never like uh, blessed for pace at all. I'm, I, I'm, but after the ACL, I definitely wasn't blessed for pace. That was, that was something they also don't tell you really. It's like your game changes, man. Like your game changes. Like I had no pace. And after every single game or hard practice, my knee would be like a balloon. So I'd have to I'd have to do like an extra hour of rehab after even training, let alone a game, let alone Friday to Sunday games. Everyone else just like dips to go and get food, and I'm like, no, I've got I have to ice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty tough, man. We ended up at the same spot for our for our sixth year, right? Like we played together, same place for our last year, and on paper, all my movements, you know, from team to team, seemed like mine was like maybe a crazy way to get there and it yeah. seems like yours would be like okay you stayed at the same place like in a good way like yeah you were oh yeah no, i know what you're saying yeah but just as many you know bumps, hills in, the that road. bumps in the road that i had just because you were in the same school and same location doesn't mean that yours was like the complete opposite of yeah that, you know? yeah There's so many things so what else what else did you battle with besides the injury how was it coming back after injury for that because you played your second season in your third school year yeah okay yeah I played center back. No way. <laughs> that whole year, yeah. Yeah, because we, I can't remember. Oh, uh, yeah, Eduardo had just done his knee. So we didn't have a center back. And mm -hmm. uh, Andy True, who was an incredible uh, center back my first year, had just graduated. So we didn't have any center backs. So that spring that I'm talking about when I first came back, yeah, I played center back. Was Casper there? No. No. Oh, and then he came. And Casper did his knee, didn't he? That's that's what it was. Really? That's why I I so then I played centre back. I was so, so bad. There's this infamous game. Um and if you ever had Casper on here, he would like we always talk about it. It's the game he tore his ACL, but his was different. Like he did play on a little bit. He wasn't screaming around like a baby yeah. like me. <laughs> but he's the hardest man in the world, isn't he? So um he we um what's the team? Who did we just play in the CBU? CBU. So CBU away, but before, yeah. <laughs> we don't like CBU on this team. Oh, no, I was joking. <laughs> We're not CBU on this podcast, no. Um, CBU obviously have been a good team even since they came into the WAC. And, but this is where they weren't, they still weren't eligible to go to the tournament. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, I can't remember. But And they also didn't have their really amazing setup that they have now. Mm -hmm. So we were playing them where we practiced before the tournament games just gone. Yeah, that's where they're on, like their old yeah. on their old field. And um Casper starts. I was playing left back, I think. And it was Casper, Josh, center halves. <laughs> and there's this amazing like it's just probably the worst game I've played slash been involved in at San Jose in six years. We we got absolutely demolished. I don't think we I don't think we strung five passes all game. And the first two goals one came from me trying like a Marcelo half volley, <laughs> 60 yard ball, just fluffed it straight to their striker and he just tapped it in. And he ran past me in, in the yeah, celebration. He was like, thanks, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. When I talked, my head was gone there. Oh my God. It was quite funny looking back on it now. And then the next next moment was something, I can't remember exactly, but Casper did his knee and gave the ball away. And then me and Josh both like got skinned and then he scored and it was like 2-0 inside five minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah, Josh has talked to me about that game. Yeah. What was the final score? Might have been 2-1, you know, but it was never 2-1. Uh, okay, okay. It was like a well, There was one game that Josh said that 
his fresh was that his freshman year? Josh's freshman year? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. There was one game that Josh has talked to me about against CBU where they just we just bottled it. Yeah, like, what he's talking about. Maybe it wasn't CBU, but I'm talking like a four five zero game. Oof. Can no, I, I don't know. No? Maybe it was a different game. I don't know. I definitely remember getting four or five zero in my freshman year. We lost we lost every game my freshman year. Oh, in was, preseason. I think it was Eduardo talking to me about that. Eduardo might have, yeah. We yeah. lost we lost like okay. eight games on the bounce, mate. Okay. Eight yeah, games on the bounce and then was. we lost like the first two league games. And for anybody who isn't over in America, there's only like <laughs> ten league games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we lost like the eight eight preseason games. Yeah, but well, it was how, how many that's like losing how many in the Prem? And like the first two, so what, it's like, like the first ten games. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> percentage like wise, yeah. it's like the first ten. You you lose ten games <laughs> consecutively. <laughs> and I'll I'll never forget. We went two 0 up against UNLV. Danny Mazowski was on the team at the time, and we gave like a massive like um, inspirational team talk at the beginning. We we're gonna lock him down. He was like top goal scorer, and I'm um, gonna lock him down. We go two 0 up, and we lost like five two, and he scored like four goals. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that, that 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 freshman year yeah we we lost like 10 games on on advance and and then ended up going to the championships because mm-hmm. we, we we I think we won every game besides one then we drew one or something like that but yeah um yeah that that uh Carl Baptist game mate that's just so funny and then when you when do you slide back into the midfield my third year so third season play. third season fourth year um, back into midfield, which is the position I play. Um, but I had Max in midfield with me, and really, like he was really playing the position I knew how to play. Um, obviously, this season just gone that me and you played. I was more box to box, right? And you would sit, mm-hmm. or the only time that would change if he was just like getting your legs fresh to come on in the second half, and just knew I could run mm-hmm. and then sit. So. Um, but like growing up, that's the position I played. I played CDM. Um, so then when me and Max were in midfield, it was, it was like two sitting midfielders and one higher. And that didn't always help us, um, score goals. Luckily we had like, you know, Rudy, Willie, Nick Brenners at the time, probably forgetting some other lads, but we had like really good attacking players. So it didn't affect us too much, but, um, yeah, had to learn how to change my game because Simon told me you were coming in I was thinking here we go again another American (laughs) taking my spot (laughs) no he just told me you were coming in and he wanted me to go box to box so if anything I had to go and and kind of redefine myself as a player really because I'm technically okay but I yeah I always loved that sitting on on this like the easiest position yeah. in the on the field. Just get it, give it. Yeah, look good. Don't don't do too much. <laughs> a little side to side and make yourself look better. Huh? A little crab in there. <laughs> do the basics well. Get so out of there. The year before I got here, so a year ago, you were yeah, you were in the six. No eight. Okay, eight and max with six. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. And we we were doing really well that season, but then that's the, that's the infamous story actually that the the team on in the tournament every single one of us got a a stomach stomach bug Mm -hmm. and we played gcu who were like again like seventh in the nation so probably the hardest team outside of stanford in preseason that we've played in in conference at the you know over the course of four or five years um 
and they were flying like they played exactly like us just with a three at the back so we had more liquid if anything like so good at the time and we were all sick and I was injured I didn't even play in that tournament which I felt terrible about and I did it we were practicing penalties the day before we flew out and I just went boing when my groin just went <laughs> but um yeah I was eight but the team did really great that game all things considered which is such a harsh way to go out that's why I would have loved it if we did win something our senior year but mm-hmm. uh yeah 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 we'll get into this season and the games that we shared this year looking yeah. at it but before I got here what was your what was your best moment best in, the, in the five years best moment um there's a really really cool game Utah away UVU which is a really tough place to go because yeah. of the altitude and um they're usually a decent decent team yeah got like mm. 50 millimeter grass yeah <laughs> sticky situation <laughs> um and we were a man down and we were really pushing to get into like the top three spots in our in our league and we needed to beat UVU who are like joint position with us in the league. And there's only like three games left after it. And they were, I think two of them were home. So advantage us basically if we win this game. We go a man down. Um and I'm slotting into left back. Anybody knows me, I'm I'm a little bit of a James Milner. <laughs> yeah. If there's an injury, I'll probably get thrown there just just for at least a bit of the game. So I'm slotting into left back, right back, left midfield. And then with two minutes left, right midfield, bearing in mind we're just soaking up the pressure, like prime Jose Mourinho team, just soaking it up. Because we're man down. And they pop it a bit, Utah. Like, they're really good at, at playing. And um, just hit him on the counter. And um, it was actually a really, like, really well-worked goal. Like, man down. We're playing all the way through the thirds. And um, it gets to Max, obviously, who's probably my closest friend out here over the six years. It was like poetic. I think it's like the first goal I scored after my ACL. Bearing in mind, it's like a uh-huh. year and a half after. Yeah. So I don't score many goals. And um, yeah, it just comes to me and it's a really nice finish. Edge of the box. Just first timed it over the keeper into the top corner. But it's one of those where you hit it and you start running away uh-huh. as you hit it. Yeah. So it goes in. Everyone's going crazy. And um, it just meant a lot to me at the time. Um, and I got really emotional in the celebrations. Um because as I've mentioned uh, earlier, like I was going through real mental mental challenges, battles, maturing, growth really is the word. Like just in terms of like, who do I want to be? Football is going to stop eventually at this level. And I'd worked really, really hard to come back from my knee. And even when I got back, there was still hurdles because I'm not the same player I used to be. I'm not as um, robust as I used to be. And just score that goal, uh, it just meant a lot to me, you know. So, um, and obviously the team, more so than anything, the mm-hmm. team, but like the initial celebration was amazing. And then I got to the way that all the boys were, I was like, oh my God, man, like I just overcome with emotion. Yeah. So that was, that for me, like that's a, that's a core memory for myself, personal, personally, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's one of those moments that you'll take with you. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. And then, mm-hmm. like, they had a lot of fans there as well. So, yeah. Oh, up. yeah. After GCU, they probably have the best. Probably. Set up. Yeah. Yeah. And following, because there's no football there, is there? Yeah. Or is there? Uh, I mean, no, they have a. Uh, what? Salt Lake? Ross Salt Lake. 
No, I'm talking um, American football. Oh, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. the main sport, yeah. a lot of the money goes to, mm -hmm. to soccer. Yeah, same with GCU. Yeah. So like that, and therefore like the crowds mm -hmm. for soccer are big. Yeah, they've got people like painting them, their whole <laughs> bodies green now. Yeah, and yeah. like playing the drums. Yeah, they've got, like, behind the goal. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was a really cool experience, but like score that goal there in front of all their fans and like with the team for me that was like, in my opinion, the best team in the league, which is ours, you know, and we didn't win, but like that whole league, but we're a really good team. One of the best teams I've played in. Um, yeah, it just meant a lot, everything mm -hmm. I'd gone through at that time, yeah. So when did you decide that you were gonna go into grad school? Yeah, shortly after that season, I remember having a conversation with my dad, letting him know and just telling him that, uh, I just don't, I don't, I want, I, I said, actually, that's really good. I said, I said this to him. I said, I, I want to come home, but I'm not ready to come home. I, I feel like I still. Some unfinished business. Yeah. No, yeah. Not even to get like deep and dramatic with it. I just wasn't ready to say bye to consistent soccer at that level, you know, everyday training weights, you know, and, and real tactical analysis of things and you just feel like a pro don't you you know and i just wasn't ready and then i could get a grad you know i could get a grad degree as well so i just said to them i was like you know i'm, I'm i want to come home so you know that was when i i didn't you know I'd, i never said that to them before so i think like for four years my parents were just scared to death that i was uh -huh. not going to come home but um i said to them i want to come home but i'm just not ready i'm going to stay out and do a do a master's degree it's going to take a year and a half and um i'll come home next spring so you got your bachelor's in four and a half four i don't know <laughs> well if you were here for a complete six yeah it must be four and a half, and a half something like that yeah yeah nice. i did fail remedial math my first year so <laughs> I'm not even joking. it doesn't count for any credit <laughs> no it doesn't i failed a few math classes at fuller's in a mount sack <laughs> heading into san jose state's sixth season yeah I was, I remember I was talking to Jera, who <laughs> was your roommate for a bit. Legend, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling him, I'm like, I remember, so I signed, and he's like, bro, you're going to have some competition with Finn. <laughs> and we did, because, I mean, we were in the same yeah, position. Initially, yeah. Yeah, it worked, it worked out. But I remember I was like, oh, shoot, like, it's not going to be as guaranteed as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> How was it heading into the last season? Um... You went uh, home for for the summer before, right? Can't even remember. A year ago? No, I stayed. Stayed. Stayed with my girlfriend. And we chilled all summer, basically. And uh, spent some good time with her. And then um, headed into the fall. Uh, it was probably a bit different for me. Because you, you were going through a transition, like place to place. It's different. And you will have some, some worries. But I had spoken to Simon, the head coach at the time. Like, all of... Uh, throughout the summer I guess and he was just telling me his plans he was going to have you sit and me go box to box but it's always different when you get into practice and I see oh, he's kind of good <laughs> <laughs> so I really hope I don't get dropped <laughs> be really embarrassing if I don't play my senior year no there's no way <laughs> sick partnership we had it was great man it was great playing with you um, Bo in there yeah what a player um, better than me and you <laughs> um, better than me yeah better than me and you trust me um yeah no it was, it was great mate honestly playing with yourself um both had that a really good balance to one another that as much as i love max we were both kind of looking to be the same player and i wasn't ready maybe even good enough to like change my game just like that in the unneeded time and by the time he had left and you came in 
I had that time to think, okay, like I need to be a lot fitter if I'm going to go box the box for 90. Mm -hmm. um, and then like study the game a bit more. I need to arrive in boxes and then hustle and get back and help you out and things like that. But yeah, man, I, I loved it playing with you. I don't know if you'd make my top 11 in San Jose. I'm not sure. Uh, but that's that's a serious, that's a serious decision. <laughs> I need time. Am I competing with Max? Yeah, Max. Actually, no, you'll both be in there. I wouldn't put myself in there. So you'll be in midfield with Max, yeah. You know, during season, especially towards the end of it, going into, you know, the WAC playoffs, you would say, you know, before a game or when it was just you and me talking or you talking to the whole team, you would say things like, oh, this is the best team I've been with here at San Jose State. And those, saying those things helps a lot, even if it's maybe not the truth. But how true were those those statements? 100% true. 100% true. If my girlfriend was here now she, or... You know, she'd be able to say he's the worst liar in the world. Um, I, I, I can't, um, I can't just say those things. Like I, I mentioned earlier, like I'm, I don't feel like I'm a natural leader that I can just speak and know exactly what people needed to hear. I just felt at that time, more so, more so for myself, and hopefully it would benefit the rest of the team. Like I was very aware, that like people like me, you. Eduardo had like four, five, three games left all of a sudden. Then it's senior night. But we had a really good run. And I, I just felt like I needed to just kind of say how I was feeling. Yeah, that, that's definitely, that's probably the best team I've played in, full stop. Not just at San Jose. Mm -hmm. um, with some of the best players and people more so than anything. It was a great unity. I don't know about you, mm -hmm. but I felt like we were all really close yeah. that last year. Man. Like, I could go and speak to anybody and mm -hmm. have a good laugh. I knew a bit about everybody, you know what I mean? I could, you could throw me into a, any room with anybody on that team and I'd have a good time, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. a good conversation. So sure. yeah, th those, those words couldn't have been truer. And I'm so happy that we got that opportunity because that's such, it was such a great team and a great experience to play on that team for the semester. Dude, how close were we to storybook ending? Yeah. Ah, Jeez. so close, so close. And uh, it's so unfortunate because penalties is such a lottery you know what I mean and we both missed our penalties. you know what I've <laughs> yeah, so we both missed our PK but we both had great games great tournament yeah yeah we did what I do tell people and I'm sure you feel the same way okay like dude I'm ready to take a PK you know like I'd oh, love to take it <laughs> my whole I need to redeem myself already my whole at, like uh, ability as a player coincides with oh and by the way i've never missed a pen <laughs> which is true it's true and so that's the first pen i've ever missed in a game really yeah i was very nervous Jeez. to be fair but my pen you know i don't want to i know what you're gonna say i don't want to throw shade too much but my pen was a, it was a brilliant that keeper was a brilliant player yeah but it was it like it was mm -hmm. top corner i couldn't put it anywhere else yeah they did well to get up there yeah it just feels like it not erases, but like one, like a shootout really determined if like we crossed the bridge of yeah. our name, like our team written in history. It, it, it quite like that was the, that wasn't the initial sadness because I was, a, I was a mess after the game. Like I, you know, I was crying and really emotional for the week or two. And then the secondary emotion that I thought I felt 
was like I was just disappointed that we were so close to going down in like San Jose history because not many men's teams have done what we were almost did or or have been successful full stop yeah um yeah that was the that was really gutting when I was home at Christmas it really hit me I was like yeah could have been talking about the Wood and Padilla link up for generations could have been a with a ring on right now yeah I didn't even want a ring (laughs) how do you what do you think about it when you look back on it now like does it make sense the way it ended do you try not to think too deep about it yeah if I'm honest I do I do think deep uh, I've thought deeply about it all and I think in a way it was a little bit poetic for me and my personal story maybe not the team maybe not yours but just for me like I've told you like my my biggest challenge in being in uh, collegiate sport was uh, stepping away from that, you know, persona. I'm a soccer player, and I'm gonna go pro. And you know, this this identity that comes with being being a player on a on a good team. Um, you know, tearing the ACL, coming back from it, meeting a lot of great people, a lot of great memories on and off the field. To miss that penalty was almost like it was the the real test kind of like okay have I really learned everything that I've said I've learned have I grown as much as I think I have and it sounds really deep and I'm not trying to be like you know oh this is the lesson and you guys need to know this lesson but just Mm -hmm. for me yeah really after that initial sadness and disappointment I sat there and I thought to myself well you know there was quite literally nothing more I could have done in the whole lead up to that game I was playing with so many injuries in the season. Uh, you know, I dedicated myself a lot and I ran myself into the ground and that was the end result. So if anything, I'm proud. I'm proud of myself. And again, it's a little bit poetic. Didn't win, but I feel like a winner in a way. Mm-hmm. I, f- I don't think if I don't think a lot of what I've been through, um, you know, if it hadn't have happened, I'd be the person I am today. I'd probably... You know, still need a, a few a few lessons to go through in life because now I feel ready. I feel ready to just go through life. I feel like I've got a really great perspective on it all. I'm ready to have a you know my best to enjoy every day in life, and a lot of that uh, the lessons uh, a lot of that comes from the lessons I learned at San Jose and that penalty miss and losing in the final is yeah. definitely the main one. Yeah. By the end of it, it's like the capstone project. <laughs> I mean, I've thought a lot of I've thought about it a lot as well, like thinking about we're in Riverside. Yeah, that's so different from, for you. Yeah. <laughs> the night before, UC Riverside had just won the Big West mm-hmm. against UC Santa Barbara in Riverside. And I haven't thought too much about it. Like, what does this mean? You know, like, why was it my return to Riverside, yeah. the city that I just left? But it is, I mean, just to look at it from that way, it does seem pretty... Yeah, like some obviously it's not a happy ending, but I mean the plot is just yeah, it's a movie, isn't it? Yeah. You could have made a Go movie. Back, yeah. yeah, if it would have ended with us winning the shootout, it would have been, you know, like a perfect, yeah, perfect storybook ending. But I know, like, listening to these details, connecting all these dots of oh, left Riverside, go back to Riverside, lose, you know, against UC Riverside's rival, they won it the night before their conference. It seems like I would have made the wrong decision, right? Mm. Like, it, you know, to 
to someone just looking at it, you're like, oh, damn, dude, you shouldn't have left. Yeah. Right. You messed up. But nah, like there's nothing that could make it seem like it was a bad decision. Yeah. And I'm not going to let also one penalty shot. No. Like if we look at our game, you. like we had a good game. We must have had like second 65, half. 70. Yeah. Se- second second yeah, half. Second we should have. We should have put the game to bed. Yeah. We should have. First. First. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did we not mention on this podcast that I missed like two chances in the Dude, second half? And those were good <laughs> shots as well. One was just like the PK. Like yeah, the top right like corner. I said, that goalkeeper was incredible that game. Yeah. Either that or I'm just... So then you look at like than I think. his story. Yeah, what a story. So then it's like... Who won? One story, no, <laughs> Somebody had to win. Like, one story had to happen. Yeah. And like, you know the way we think like we're the ones that like we're supposed to come out happy. Yeah. Like we're on the other side on the other team. No, you yeah. look at like what that goalkeeper no, he's has buzzing. been through. He's buzzing in a shootout. It's like the perfect story beginning for him. Exactly. So. He made what two saves? Yeah, and his, and his mother had just passed away. Exactly. Like, and if, if I'm if I'm honest with you, if somebody had said, "Right, Finn, right, here's here's three stories. Who's gonna win today? Every single day of the week, I'm picking that goalkeeper. And that's why. And that's what I mean. Perspective, mate. Like I look at it and I think, you know what? I had an unbelievable life changing time at San Jose. And yeah, it ended pretty sourly. But that senior year is probably my favorite year from like experience, team, yeah. and like performance. I think I had a really good season, you know, and I wouldn't ch- I, It sounds dumb. And, you you know, people might think, oh, that's just an utter lie. But really, I, I wouldn't change it. Wouldn't change it. it wasn't, like I said, there's nothing more I could do. Mm-hmm. And he had an amazing game. So yeah. fair, fair play to him. Yeah. Yeah, I was at the terrace at the house you used to live in, Josh Casper. Now we always talk about like fun, fun games from the from the season. Mm. We always talk about the trip to uh, UNLV and then <laughs> Utah Tech. Yeah, that was a nice yeah, was six good. point weekend. Yeah, Sunday game in Utah, big time. Was it twelve p.m. or two p.m.? Two two p.m. Tough game, Oof. grinded out the six points. Oh, Those are like big time memories. Just yeah, because the vibes and and just the atmosphere and the morale around the team like you win on friday but then like you don't realize you've got then you win but then you've got all the friday night and saturday yeah. to travel and be with the team soak in that win yeah. everyone's joking around everyone's playing around and yeah and I you mean, go sunday and you win if you tell someone oh you're gonna win a huge game friday night in vegas what are you gonna do the rest of the weekend <laughs> <laughs> they do not line up with what we did no <laughs> no no at all not at all. But again, I wouldn't change it. It, yeah. was, it was incredible. Incredible. That senior year was... Uh, I was just so happy that I stayed and did my master's. Because uh-huh. uh, I wouldn't have got that season otherwise. Yeah. So what was your master's project about? Well, I did a... Um, my master's is interdisciplinary studies, which effectively is... Um, you take from multiple uh, subjects, subject matters, yeah. and create your own master's degree. So I took from kinesiology and communication. And... Um, I opted to do my master's project in kinesiology. So you had to like do your own research study, basically. That's basically it. And you had to write up like a thesis paper on it, um, create a poster, and then you defend it. It's called a defense. So you, you stand in front of your big poster, which is like propped on an easel, and you get dressed up. And then effectively all of the kinesiology board, like professors, doctorates, things like that, they just come and speak to you about your project. Try and nitpick it a little bit. You just tell them what you what you did. This is what I found. This is probably what I would change if I did it again, or if I expanded on it and did like a real thesis project on it. Yeah. So I, I did mine on um, 
are the effects of homesickness on first year international student athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hardest thing, hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> so hard. What'd you find? Um, a multitude of things, but effectively, that um, one of the main themes that I found from it were that uh, coaches probably aren't best prepared nor educated to truly help uh, international student athletes avoid the effects of homesickness because the effects can it's not just like we're not just talking about sport we're talking about academics as well as loads of studies to prove that uh, homesickness can have like a direct correlation with uh, poor GPAs and, and like learning ability in general and we're talking about like socially friends you know no family over here so forget about that um and willingness to go out in social environments yeah. but then mainly like sports you know like uh if i don't speak the language there's no way i want to go and and be the first person to demo a drill we're about to do let alone then like uh, i'm not going to know it mm-hmm. and then a coach might take it out on me oh finn was a terrible trainer today it's because i haven't got a bloody clue what i'm supposed to be doing you know yeah and then coaches don't really check up on check up on internationals as much you know it might be like how you doing you okay yeah sweet that's not enough yeah you know it needs to be a lot more so yeah going forward that hopefully that study helps hopefully somebody can can build on it and uh, it can it can really inform coaches to because if you're recruiting internationally you need to go above and beyond to accommodate to those to those internationals Uh yeah yeah so it's not so much just equal treatment it's more special treatment yeah, if anything everyone has a different yeah. starting spot yeah for sure for sure especially if they have uh barriers such as like a language barrier yeah. or um so what things did you vouch for or argue for in your project like how do we well yeah things like that so there needs to be like more uh more preparation and teachings for coaches i don't think right now like I, again it was only a uh you know a master's project it's not my doctorate so i didn't have years to, to build on it mm-hmm. i only had three months or four months so um definitely more you can do with it but um more more so you need you know uh like um what's the word i'm looking for uh kind of like te- they need to be taught yeah. lessons um, yeah you know like if they went through modules or yeah that's that's what i'm trying to yeah. say like you know courses for an example mm-hmm. and things like that they need to uh better their understanding and expectations and yeah. also their their direct roles and responsibilities as like the go-to like they might not have family here but if there's a problem they're gonna go to their coach mm-hmm. you know so yeah things like that going forward and like uh you know modules like you say would be really beneficial for coaches so they can really have the tools to understand prevention tactics because mm-hmm. homesickness is i mean like you could feel homesick and you live yeah. four or five hours down the road and it's fair yeah oh yeah totally yeah. but you can go home for a day yeah. if you want to if you really wanted to you could go home for a friday saturday sunday mm-hmm. period uh i'm not going to be able to fly home to wales yeah if i'm feeling really homesick because i'm missing my mum. you know yeah i totally agree that coaches should be trained in that yeah so if until that happens or a, com- a combination with that what do you think players can do to minimize the homesickness yeah well it takes a it takes a certain mature player or group of players <clears throat> to really be aware that like okay this person's come from you know a specific place and they're really far away from home maybe i need to go out of my way to you know make sure that they're they're okay you know make sure that they know that they feel included and that i'm here we are here as a collective team 
if they need anything because there's studies that say like you know international players kind of have like a an unfair advantage because they're already part of a team so they have a social blanket to fall on which it doesn't always work like that like think about even if you had a team of americans which like in club i'm sure you did from the majority over in america like not everybody feels a part of that team you know like yeah. there's clicky and there's best friends and then there's yeah. people who really don't like each other so imagine if like it's it's silly to assume that an international is just going to have a social blanket to fall on mm -hmm. when nobody in the american team can relate to that international so just just you know take that first step because it's certainly not going to come most of the time from the international player um accommodate them help them and just be there you know Sim simple as that yeah yeah so you've got four more days here oh man Today's uh, Thursday. Yeah. Leave Monday. Leaving on Monday. Yeah. Wow. Who's going to receive you over there? My mum and dad. Yeah. They can't wait. My mum has been sending me the days until I leave for about three months every day. And this one's going to be so much different, this arrival. Yeah. For good. For good. For good. Going to leave. Going to go home. And yeah, it's just, it's going to be nice now that I know I'm going to be there and you know, I can be around my grandparents, my brother, like I say, he's my best friend. And, and my parents are really, really my best friends too. So, um, yeah, really cool. Really looking forward to it, mm -hmm. getting home. But four days, obviously, it comes with a difficulty because I have a girlfriend here. So she's going to come over to Wales eventually, but we have to do some long distance for yeah. a bit. Yeah. yeah, so what are you doing these last few days? I know you're going to, who's your uh, service carrier for your phone? <laughs> or no, the bank. No, 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 bank sorted. Bank sorted. Figured out the bank. But I can't go to AT&T. Gotta go to AT&T. Almost <sighs> done with this. It's like talking to a brick wall over in AT&T. Yeah. Yeah. But got, go got to... the, those things you don't even think about until like you all of a sudden think, oh, well, I can't have like an active bank account in a country I'm probably never going to go to again, <laughs> you know? So yeah, got to get all that done. But um, And then I'm trying to soak up as much Mexican culture, believe it or not, as I can. Con azúcar? <laughs> Con azúcar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah trying to trying to soak yeah. up as much mexican food mexican culture um see some friends see some friends yeah. and then uh get out of here monday yeah no well finn i'm super glad that i was able to catch you before you leave yeah want to say that i'm super grateful for how you received me oh man. Um, come on now i had obviously had a lot of experience with different captains in college soccer yeah so i had my idea of you know what a captain should look like and you guys definitely check all those boxes and more. So Aww. definitely appreciate you being a good captain, <laughs> good friend. No, it's been great speaking to you, mate. Thanks so much for having me. And um, if you're ever in or around Wales, don't hit me up. <laughs> I'll probably, no, I probably won't go for you. I'll probably go for Wrexham. I'll probably go to watch Wrexham. Yeah. I Big think... Wrexham fan. <laughs> 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 all right, Finn. All right. See you later. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you.